Enjoy episode five of the process. If you do like the content, please like and subscribe. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate the feedback. We really are trying our best to put out you know, quality content that you guys can enjoy, listen to, and share. Appreciate it. Big Look at me. You know what to see. Now, because I, I just really, have this track, I, I just really have this trim. I am rocking a full tash. No, but I have got a tash, but this needs to get bigger and thicker now. If I leave that for another month and keep this short and make this really fucking prominent on the facial hair, like, probably onto a new look. So Gaz has had the idea of, uh, of rolling with a top knot, not too... No, it's not a top knot, it's a back knot. It's a, a back knot. It's, it's, yeah, just like I'm going to have a plant back of my head. Fuck it. You Why not? Me, you show me a picture there. What's wildest haircut you've ever had? Wildest haircut I've ever had? I had a pink, a purple fringe. At what age? 17, 18. Heavily into like cocaine and MCAT and all that sort of stuff. When, when, when did you think to yourself, this is, this is the idea, this, this is the... Well, just clinging on to my hairline, kind of like you are at the minute with yours. And I just feel like, I well, like a, a young, like a quarter life crisis, you know, like not a midlife. Did you run the purple dye through it yourself or what did it? No, I had it properly done, mate. It cost me mega bucks, like To be fair, quid. I remember the, the, the hairdressing cast, Claire Gage, I had red put in my hair, mate. I had like red We do silly flashes, things. But I thought it was cool, but it was like a bleeding. <laughs> That's all I thought. Fucking hell, he's been beat up. <laughs> he's been bashing every summer. Yeah. And we're just fine, like a... What what would it be? When we were when we were real male young, ponytail. when we were real young, my next door neighbour Patchy, uh, same age. You know, when like trends come through, we had initially we had mushroom cut. Remember undercut, so you'd have really long on top. Yeah, I never and, had that me because I never. And enough then they'd hair. cut it all underneath so it were all short. And then that came out the donkey fringe. Donkey fringe. So you'd cut all your head and just leave the uh, the front. But Patchy used to have like a proper donkey fringe comb. So you'd like just turn it over like that. Yeah, night ticks in back at head. Yeah, I think I had something along them lines. Just move that mic. Make sure the mic's in a good spot. Testing. We're on anyway. I think we'll One, two. pull it out. We we'll could test this way. It's not. I just want to find a flat, like what I want. A Viking we've been, flat. We've just been over today to get. I really class yours as a tash. I class mine as a tash for the. We're not really doing it for November, but we we get in behind the campaign. So I wonder if I can ever look like that. Well, I I don't think it'll pick up. Let me look. I'll never look like that. I ain't got a fair, but if I got like a male, so who's that character then? Ragnar. And that's off. Vikings. Is that on Netflix? I want to be Ragnar. Yeah, that's like that's my thing. I just started watching that, the, uh, the strangest, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Have you really, seen the first really, one? Really, really, what season I'm on? The first I'm season? On, yeah, the first then. season's on Netflix. Me and Lou found it the other day. Kind of, I think I'm five chapters, doing chapters, aren't they? Mm. Chapter six. The uh, the second ep- the second series is on now. On Netflix? Yeah, just come mm. out. Mm. Uh, me and Arthur, two in. It takes Probably me a lot to get 
into something and really watch it, it's going to be annoying not Mike, that. Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out, rapper. Um, I'm hungry. But that's really up me. It reminds me a little bit of Goonies, you know, with it being kids. I don't think yeah. I enjoy it because it, with it being kids, but I do. It's same past in it as well. Yeah. But yeah. the first bit, so I don't know what's happening here, but the first bit on the last season, on the the, the, the first tiny bit before the the introducing in, uh, and the noise and that music, it's from like this this day and age. Mm. When this woman goes, she like, I think it's a black lass, and she basically is in this taxi and they're getting away from the police and she like, she goes boom and then this fucking bridge just falls down and all these cops and then they get away. But it's that that's in like present day, not in but it's Did you ever good. watch did you ever watch Lost? Yeah, going to that all the thing that like I like three seasons long and then you got a mate. What? You've got a mate you got a mate. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, it just got it just dragged out didn't it. Didn't it go right silly with company? Well it got silly but like that. that was the only thing that I find it really hard to get kind of attached to shows that were the only one that I had to watch all the way through. I watched it at university, so like, if people had... Jamal. If people had bought... I just, I'm fascinated by things like that, though, me. Like, uh, mm. things that can't be explained, and... What about Breaking Bad? What fucking meant? I got into it a little bit. No. Narcos got into that a little bit, not... But I just don't stay... I, it has to be really, really good for me to, to stay on it. Yeah. Because I don't want to... Like that... I'd be excited tonight to to watch to an hour of it, it. To, to watch an episode of it. Mm. Do you watch any other TV or out? Um, I'm more of a YouTube person now. I probably consume a lot of my... Like, I've been watching this build-up to Big Fight this weekend at UFC. I've been watching a lot of build-up to GSP and Bisping Fight. Mm. And they do, like, a show called... I think it's Embedded. Yeah. Like, I've a build-up to Fight and... and like behind the scenes and all yeah, that. I don't, I don't, I don't want much. I don't watch any like of the, of the normal stuff. I like to. Watch don't that like kind of isolate you away from Louise though on an evening? No, like so we'll we'll watch stuff together like that. But now with this TV that we've got, we've got it a smart TV. So there's YouTube on there. Yeah. Um, Netflix on there. There's there's no. We don't really have TV on there. Like the things we'll watch together, we'll watch like uh, a lot of docos, like documentaries and that. As we'll yeah. just we we watched that the other day. Like what. That were just world class made the the David Attenborough. What's it called? Planet. The Blue Planet. Planet. They did one with the with the sea. Did you watch it? Blue Planet two, innit? Yeah. They've done Blue Planet one. Four Blue Planet. four and a half years to make that. The patience that's gone into that and the money. And it, when they finish it, they show you the back end of it, like how long it takes to get certain shots, and you know people what will, people will never appreciate that and, and the technology that they've got and. Just the that's crazy, isn't it? The the underwater cameras and stuff like that, and the depths that they can go to, and then well, they, they, they do they hide stuff, don't they? Now they actually hide cameras, and yeah. didn't they make like a monkey? Saw one where they made like a monkey and had the camera in its face, and all these monkeys went over to it, and they were all like embracing it like their own, and I think it fell from this tree or something like that, and it fell, and then just were flat, and it ran its back, and on, whenever a monkey had done that, it, they'd be dead. And they were all grieving. They'd never seen this monkey before. They'd just been placed. And they were all grieving for this monkey. So they were all, like, crying mm. and all gathering around this monkey. And so that's showing, like, weird. compassion. Yeah, the real compassion for this fake thing. It wasn't an actual monkey. And because it were there, they had to go in and remove it because it were, uh, like, it were disrupting their normal, like, 
everyday lives or whatever that like, they're trying to capture. Just mad to see like them, them show compassion like they that. They showed you one monsters. there. They were doing a scene. They're in South Africa where tides are massive. The surf's massive. Sorry, and um, they were trying to figure out why these dolphins come and surf at this specific place, mm. and it was for nothing more than pleasure. Mm. And they figured that out. So I think they're way more intelligent than them. Yeah, will know. They are meant to be like the the third most intelligent creature on earth, aren't they? There's like us and then there's monkeys. I don't think there's that much separation between us. No. They said that. I'm listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and they were saying like there's one percent that. difference between us genetically, one percent difference between us and an orangutan, so which is the closest mm. primate. And then they were saying, they were saying like, and and how long that's taken for us to evolve into a monkey, from a monkey, sorry. And then how long it would take for. Say, say another inhabitants on a different planet were just maybe a few thousand years in front of us, that 1% difference between us and the primate could be between us and then that ape, like that, that unknown species. Yeah. They were reading that, he put that on his podcast the other day, that chimpanzees and monkeys have entered the Stone Age. Like, they've, moved, they've moved further We've along it. Yeah. In, in our lifetime. It's, it's nuts. That is crazy. What they were saying, like, with the aliens... Imagine, the, so the difference between us and primates, and then imagine the difference between us and then the alien. Say that's 1% difference in genetics. What would that give us? Like, what would that what would that do to us? What would that look like? Explain that. Well, the difference between us and primates, yeah. 1% in gene pool, whatever, yeah. the, the, gene, the genes, and then if there was 1% between us into a more evolved creature, which, say, lived on a different planet... What would that look like? Mm. If there's that much difference there between the 1%, what about if there were 2% difference between us and the aliens or whatever? What would that... Do you know what I mean? Do you ever think that... I know it's strange, like, what's life all about, but do you ever think that like, we've been watched and this is, this is kind yeah. of just like... Like, we might be somebody's, uh, like, project. Well, he he's, at the minute, I don't, I'm not... I try not to get too deep this into is, the rabbit hole really But Elon Musk, you know, the yeah. the the big, you know, he's pumping a lot of them into SpaceX. He uh, he looks at the simulation theory. Like a lot of the, a lot of those people kind of drawn to that idea that it's almost like a, a matrix idea that mm-hmm. something's just not right and there's certain glitches and he's pumping loads of money into that. I were always fascinated me as a kid. I remember my Uncle Jason were always into kind of sci-fi stuff yeah. Star Wars but I stumbled across the first I want probably a little bit older but Matrix saw that film mm. and Red Pill Blue Pill yeah well I'm always like the idea for that film stemmed from somewhere you know when people write them them e- yeah. even though it might seem so far fetched and yeah. so weird the idea for that that could be has been created Within it's a human mind, thought yeah. it, it would have thought, and then they screenwrote it, directed it, filmed it, and made the film. I was always fascinated by that, like thinking about that, and why do they um, put money to it? But it's funny what you mentioned there with the aliens. The guy, he's been on uh, on Joe's podcast loads of times. The um, the guy who wrote Fingerprints of the Gods, right? Graham Hancock. Um, oh, yeah. And his his theory is interesting and. I pulled out there for you to look at regarding the pyramids. He's like fascinated by these older structures and these certain things that you know. They all correlate, w- don't they? W- his theory, 
and I'll probably mess this up, but in my head, this is how I see it. He he believes the timeline timeline's really wrong. Right. So like, his theory is probably that there's been civilized, intelligent people before, like now. Probably not with the internet and all this far along with yeah, technology. Really far and then for whatever reason, it's been. He, he puts it down to like big events like asteroid impacts yeah. and, and, and we've, probably, we've probably started built to a certain level and then either self-destructed ourselves yeah. you've only got to look at all hostility more, and not bullshit in a minute yeah which is more than likely I'd say I think ultimately the, where this is going to finish with us it will be with us like it'll finish because of us well, does that make sense? Would it like, you that mentioned the how many nuclear? Yeah, that like if one percent of the nuclear warheads went off in the world, then we'd all die. Like one percent. Do you think it's like not... why? Why do you need that kind of power? Why do you need? Why does America need enough explosives to wipe the world out? Does mm. that make sense? It's like fucking hell. It's ridiculous. Why would you need that? It's all power and ego, and it's like these might like Russia, China, America. They're all kind of. Separate, separate things, but they've all got enough power to kill us all. If mm. somebody wanted to press a red button, do you mm. know what I mean? It's a weird fit. That power there, that's unbelievable, that, isn't it? Yeah. To think about. It's, if you start thinking be, about all that sort of stuff, there'll always be a battle for kind of who's the top dog. Yeah. Like, I know we aren't like chimps and, and all that sort of stuff, but they'll, in nature, there's got to be a pecking order, aren't there? Yeah, of and course. I think there's that many people now. You know, who, who have bought into? I'm, I'm like, he's been putting a lot of cool people and like trying to get. Cause I'm not a political man, but I want to try and understand, you know, how we've come to where we're at with the current system yeah. and how people choose to live, like the work environment, all you know, just, just how people live the life. Yeah. And, and I think we were talking about the system's that, before, that yeah. far along now that you'll, you know. And you look at these like that that event in in the states, all these terrorist attacks and and these things. It might be that you see more of it now because you've got access to the news and that. But it's got to be, it almost feels like something's just not. Just you not quite thought right. with that Vegas shooting that it was all just massive setup. Well, no, you? I don't know if it's a setup because it's like. But there are like things. It's, it's, it's hard to talk about a few different issues. What people have been talking about. It's like how many people died during that. In the Vegas one, yeah, I'd have to look, but I think it was under eighty, wasn't it? Like eighty. So nearly hundred people died in that and got shot. And you were saying that there wouldn't be enough ammo to be able to shoot that many people at the top of there. Well, no, so no, so the his backpack well, on or whatever. Well, if if you were to look at it as simple as that, I'm like, did that one guy do that? Well, why couldn't he? There's there's a lot of different things saying um, that the 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 videos that they've got on CCTV that there's like two flashing images from two different points in the building isn't there, but they're yet on yeah like there's more than one shooter like all this stuff with the uh, I'd have to watch it again but the when the Twin Towers came down and all that sort of stuff and them timed explosions moving down then and, and now that there's there's not enough explosives there weren't enough explosives to make the steel which kept the structure erect to make it turn to molten it, like that, that couldn't have happened, mm. and it was like physically impossible for that to happen. And loads of scientists and, and, and demolition guys have come in and said that, but yeah, nothing really gets done about it. It's like, how how can't we just like how can we cause an uprising enough to make people aware of if and, and why would that have happened? Why would someone want that to have happened? Is it to go to war for oil? 
Well, you, you, could look at, you, you could look at it like that, but it's keeping people kind of in a bubble, isn't it? There's got to be a pecking order. There's got to be. How's it keeping people in a bubble? We scared. You sit and watch the news and you're like... So, you, you, use the example here. So, let's say... I think it will probably, you know, nine times out of ten, it's terrorists that did the 9-11. But, you do? Yeah, well, probably... Well, watching the documentary. Well, just, just, just as far as I'm aware... We aren't diving in deep. Right. The story that we're led to believe is that yeah. I jacked a plane. Everyone knows the rest. But if you were to look at that event there, the American population, they could have said anything the next day. They could have said, we're going to nuclear blow apart every single country who's got any involvement. That would have been... Yeah, do it. Go do it. So... Put that pe- for you. people in... Pa- well, it's not fair, but it's playing... It, it's playing a game that you you've got to be on. You you know there's, there's there's different levels of intelligence in people who, who know where they're at, and it's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be leaders, there's always going to be followers, going to be people who are just left behind. So my fear is this: that they're not just. You know, when we say some people get lost and you don't really know what you're doing and, and, and where should I be shooting for, what should I be doing? There's people who are probably 15, 20 steps ahead of us. They know exactly what's going on. They know how much resources are left. They know how many much lands left, food, oil. We yeah. don't know any of this. No. So like we, we, most people just go by day, you know, going to a petrol station, praying there's going to be some. We just think, you just take it for granted. Yeah, of course. There's got to be people who have decided all that. And and they've got to be playing the game, aren't they? Like, if yeah, they know there's certain resources here. But then what, 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 were the, what is the game that they were playing if, if, if they were to do the... If they were Longevity, in it? Survival say, there. Say if America were to... Say if the American president at the time, uh, what was his name? Bush. It was George Bush, yeah. George Bush. And he and he orchestrated the killing of, how many people died? Four and a half thousand? In, in 9-11? Yeah, wait, four thousand or like one thousand, two hundred, I can't remember. A lot. So say all them people died because he... That's weird, isn't it? Comes mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say all them people died because of that, yeah. uh, and he were to choose that. Is was that then to pin it on uh, a Muslim guy in the Middle East called Taliban, blah blah blah, this organization which probably did exist. Two nine nine six. All right, so two thousand nine, nearly three thousand. Just shy of three thousand people. people. It's fucking amazing, isn't it? Unbelievable. So like that if that if they had orchestrated them, three thousand people to die. Is that a just? For them in their head, are they okay with doing that? Saying three thousand people are going to die, so we can produce, so we, so we can buy oil at our rate, so they can control the oil fields now. I could never control Iraq, that, but if you were if you were in that position of power, right? You never force no, it on no, three thousand people to die. No, to I'm, get a oil. I'm not, I'm not but saying all this shit's all to do with money. All this shit's to do with money. There were reports on that documentary for people. I think something like four million pounds were taken out of the World Trade Center the day before the attacks went down. What the fuck's all that about? The people well, in the power with insur- the money. Well, the big thing about yeah, they the, the, the changed the insurance policy three weeks before it got fucking ex- like blown up. There were there was too many things that happened, and and this is just one documentary. So if we're taking that one documentary as gospel, which they do provide the facts on that documentary. Well, I thought, I thought, it's, I thought, it's, I thought what is it called? You're fucking stupid. 
God may believe in it like for a bit. What, what it loose <laughs> change the documentary? Yeah, loose change. That's it. So if people want to do want to watch it, but then they've shut it down, so you can't watch that anymore. Like it's really hard to watch that loose change documentary. But like people in the know with you, like the, my uncle Steve and all that, he was talking about the Kurds kicking off with the uh, the Iranians and all that and. And they're all fighting now, and and and, he, and he's going to go over and and sort out some stuff that we're going out there, taking some operations on. But we don't really hear that. And my uncle Steve's like being, he was on the floor with it, he's all on ground, and he's he's working with these people that are sorting all this out. And it's just unreported, do you know what I mean? The un, the unreported world, which we know nothing about, which they know everything about, but yet no one listens to those guys. Mm. The only if you. We, we believe whatever BBC puts to us. That's the only narrative we've got, though. Where, where, where else would you find your information? I like Vice, mate. Do you like, I, like, I, I do like Vice on YouTube, and, and they have like an, their own channel now, mm. Vice, Vice TV programmes. They're really honest. Uh, you need an overall perspective, like my granddad's big on the news. I don't like to sit and watch. I hate watching yeah, news. Yeah, but he... I think I, it's all I, I remember when we were younger, he'd, he'd take a perspective, so obviously you've got kind of UK-based ones, BBC, Sky News, but then on Sky then, they started introducing like Al Jazeera TV. Yeah, yeah. And, you could and the Russian TV, the Russian TV programme on Sky, for me, when I have watched TV and when I have watched the news, this was a few years ago, I started to watch that an awful lot more than I did the others because they were the only ones telling the true story. Yeah. Because they were coming from like an indifferent perspective, does that make sense? Because they weren't involved in it, mm. uh, with with the, the the like the terrorist attacks and all that ongoings on with it. For now, I, don't, I just how much of your life could be consumed by watching the news and try to take an overall perspective? That's just a waste of life, in my opinion. Shit, go, when sometimes Laura tells me about somebody got stabbed here, somebody died here. How bad is this kid got tortured and then died? Mm. I do not want to fucking hear about everyone else's problems. I've mm. got my own problems. Mm. They're not to that extent. But heaven forbid if they were to that extent, I'd be fucking bothered. I'd be worried. But I think that puts people in a, in that fearful state. So you, that. You, you're in a position then where you are controllable a little bit. Of course you're controlled. The news controls everything. The me- media controls everything. Mar- the marketing now, how... how like it's it's personal you're marketing so you go on eBay or Amazon you've got a linked account and that account is then put on your Facebook and and all these accounts are all interlinked Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, eBay your Safari and whatever your, your search engine you, you type something in mm. and then you go on into Instagram you go four pages down or whatever and then all of a sudden whatever you've just been searching on the Safari is on your Instagram you're being sold to pretty much every hour of every day. I fucking drove past my McDonald's the other day, so I get coffee from McDonald's, like I don't eat McDonald's. Uh, and I, I drove by, um, I got a coffee, and as I drove through the, the drive-thru, it said good times really big across the side of the McDonald's in Pontiac. I was just like, fucking good times. You're going to kill people, do you know what I mean? Like, this will put people in beds at hospitals. Like what the fuck's all that about? Good times. Mm. Coca Cola saying, um, with it, with it. It's like, if you drink too much Coca Cola, you're gonna be obese. You're gonna get diabetes. You're gonna yeah. fucking die. Yeah. But yet, when they, the, the advertisements are all about um, having a good time. They're all, they're all exactly the same at McDonald's. They're all. Uh, Who was I'm loving it? Remember that one? 
I'm loving it. Do, 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 like My mum wasn't it. I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. Man, just when you think about it's it. Fucking mental. And Coca Cola did the same thing. It was like the Christmas one, always Coca Cola and all that, and the kids enjoying it. So it's all geared towards kids and families. And they're fucking killing people. They used to market cigarettes as healthy men. Yeah. But who's going to stop this? Because they're such a massive I think, I corporation. Think, I, think, I think that's slowly. I think the 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 weaning. It's getting bigger with the McDonald's and the Coca Cola. No, I'm telling you. The smoking, I think that's getting bigger. Oh, smoking's the, gone. The, 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 the vowed price people. Smoking's definitely gone. You now got them drawers on the on the shop fronts, aren't you? Uh, so yeah, well, you've then got, you've got. But then you've got six year old kids now walking about with vapes. Yeah, vapes are the cool thing. I fucking I see somebody with a vape in their hand. There were a lad in here, and he there used to train in here. And and he used to fucking he used to put on his Instagram pictures of vapes. Like an and how impressed this really nice vape. I was like, fucking what? You're killing yourself. There's reports that uh, that's just as bad as smoking. I think I think only time will tell on that. In it, I can't, I can't see that much fluid. Why do you need that shit? Well, like, why do you need that? Nicotine's massively addictive, isn't it? And mm. I think some people. To like, be fair, it's like, like us with coffee. Like I, I am a, a yeah. caffeine addict. Yeah. I have. I w- I'll talk about that a bit. I, when, so when I went to Carford for the full week, I didn't have a single bit of caffeine. Mm. And I had the worst headaches ever. I had uh, leg and back pain, like kidney pain, every morning. Because I'd been having like maybe eight to ten shots I per I day. I don't get why that, I don't why know. your body goes through that. So I had a look on, um, it was like livestrong.com and there were a report on there on the, one of the forums. And the backache that I was getting one real and it was saying like with severe caffeine withdrawal you'd get muscle pains uh, muscle pain and aches to a higher extent than you normally do addictionresource.com I've got like a timeline for it fucking it, it were awful man it's a depression and t- to be fair I, I were more ratty than normal like even though I was sleeping better and I felt better with myself, and my energy levels through the day kind of dropped. But then towards the back end of that day, maybe two, three o'clock, they'd really lift, and I felt an awful lot better. I was so glad I did it, and I've come back, and now I am loads more conscious about how much caffeine I'm consuming per day. You did so, three shots this morning. Yeah, I did three shots this morning. That's it. Yeah, just more beginning of the day, and then trying. No, in, in middle of the day, I'm trying to drink my caffeine because in the morning your energy should be high. You shouldn't need waking up. Mm. Consume a lot of water in the midday when you when you're getting fatigued. That's when you have your coffee. Like a lot of guys drink the pre-workouts and that's like riddled with it. And uh, like I know some females and some males that are in here and are really addicted to pre-workout and and the energy drinks like Monster and Muscle Moose and all that sort of stuff. And that's just we used to have. There were a product called Ultimate Orange. Remember it? Ultimate Orange. Yeah, it was like. I think it had ephedrine in it and caffeine and that. And you used to, AD used to tell the story oh, yeah, that you'd get little old housewives coming into the supplement shop to, to buy Ultimate buy Orange just to go do, you know. To get through every day. Yeah, but it's like, I joke about it all the time, mate. It's like, so you've got caffeine, nicotine. These are all kind of legal stimulants. But are they gateways? I don't think they're gateways. It's just social... Like vices that are allowed, like yeah, alcohol. because someone you gives give, you permission. You, you see it from Bignon. You think it's normal. You you kind of know there's a certain age when you can start drinking. Mm-hmm. And what's I think age for smoking's gone up now, isn't it? 
don't know. It was six, I think it was 16 when I I think smoking's completely dead now, isn't it? Like People I'm, do it. My folks still do it. Really? Yeah, they've tried to vape. And, and, and <sighs> I put that down to it. Not boredom. It's like a social thing as well. Some, some yeah. people, like, you always so have that kind go of Go outside, dog. Yeah, you always have, have a talk. It's like a, yeah, it was always that break from, like, I think people so mundane now. It's like TV. It's sad that smoke, it gets into that TV a... smoke. Like, and it's like, people fall into these patterns, though, mate. And it's one thing that I've identified with myself, and, like, I'm really aware of when I slip into these fucking really poor patterns. Yeah. And I think people have to break them. And it's hard sometimes because it's so easy to be lazy now. Your consciousness is a massive thing. If you're conscious of what you're doing, obviously you can make a change, but if you're not conscious of it, and you're kind of just like, this is okay, this is normal. But it's easy to, 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 to shut that off now. So even if you're aware, you can you can use... An excuse. Or not, not necessarily an excuse. Like, if you knew you were overweight, right, you could blank that out by doing other activities. You could sit and watch... You could watch a full season of Stranger Times. You could, yeah. you could scroll Facebook all day. If you didn't have that, and you only had yourself there and your own thoughts, you'd have to address it. Mm-hmm. It's like I always try and think in my head. It's why I love going to like I was looking this morning. At, um, we need to go all of us to camp. It's called Camp Couture, K A T U R. I think I've seen that. North Yorkshire. It's like glamping um, place. Some people might not like glamping, but it's like the setting where that is. It's just like world class, mm. and I think, I think you talked. Have you been? You've well, been. There? I've been once, and you. But you can, it's, I think it's best place around here because you can never get in. You have to book months in advance right. to, to to get in. But when you're there and you left, you know when me and Lou went, you left with your own device. You like we turned phones and stuff off. You left to think. Mm. You figure a lot of shit out. Yeah. But people now don't have to do that. You could you could you could work all day. Use the example. You Mute could work those thoughts. You could you could work all day. And have the idea, right, I'm going to do something when I get home, I'm going to be productive, I'm going to do this. You get home, you can fall into a pattern. I think we're all guilty of that. We all do that shit. But it, Like, we do. Like, some, it's like exercise for me. Like, in the morning, I'm like, right, I need to go for a run. But then there's other shit that I could be doing. There is. And unless you're motivated and you've got something like that. And, like, for me and you, I'm sure it's happened with you plenty of times. I'm going to train tonight. Oh, yeah. And then you get caught up in something else. And you're like, uh, well, that's training can now I think, stop. I think that's like... Procrastination. Procrastinating. Yeah. Doing for me. That's, life that's that. putting off things that you know you should be doing yeah. till later. But later will never come. I'm yeah. a big believer in that. It's like if you're willing to put. But you are a big believer in it, but yet we still do. Like I'm a big we believer in that, but we all do it. It's yeah. so fucking hard. It's like I feel like a bit of an hypocrite when when I'm saying, yeah, we should not do this, but yet I well, do that I same thing. I think it's thing. human, probably human nature to to find mm. an easier path. You know, yeah. and, and not put yourself in that, in that vulnerable spot. But I think winners will always come through on that because they'll be yeah. consistent maybe yeah. nine days out of ten. That's what Andy Fazella talks about all the time. Nine, just doing what you need to do, the five tasks to this gate done, what? critical that, tasks. That, that, that's who will come out on top, innit? The yeah, the people are doing the shit all the time. There's, Consistently. But then, like, like no we said, secret. This is, this no. is why people who sell these, we talk about all the time with, with you know, your CrossFit gym and, and, and people who are offering uh, systems or you know, five-step program to do this. This, you yeah. know... You we probably know exactly what they're going to say. But then it's accountability. It's like, who do you hold yourself no, I get, accountable to? I get to? that. And you, you need to be able to listen to people and take advice and apply it into, into your game. But I think these... That market in itself ties into some of that. It's like, oh, there's going to be a shortcut. Mm. Like, to, to, we talked about it today with, no, with Dieting XL. There's no shortcut. About, 
I can't remember if we talked about it or not. Somebody, uh, I think we talked about it on our last podcast. It was like the, the answer was always in the middle. You know exactly what to do, but yet you'll do everything in your power not to do that mm. one thing that you need to do. Mm. There's, there's, a, there's probably three or four things that I need to do today. And it's what time? And I haven't done it yet. It's two o'clock. So it's two o'clock and I haven't done it yet. When do I do it? Do I go home? I, I want to go boxing tonight and I want to see Saxon and Laura and then probably those three things will then send me to well, tomorrow it, it, and then it's like, it is like why haven't I done it so like, far? It's like we said there because me and you, we we, we have the time and I think if you could if you could compound time frames there and, and not that's why maybe blocking time that's a good idea sometimes. Yeah. It's like he talks about this. I used to really listen and I had not listened to him forever and a day so I won't know his new content. Darren Hardy, um, he was... Um, mentored by Jim Rowan and he used to call them jam sessions we could try this so it'll be like right for 60 because you can't concentrate for any more than 90 minutes yeah. even your peak performer yeah, he's yeah. never going to do more than 90 minutes so he used to say right start small maybe do 45-30 minutes but it's got to be productive work and a, and, a, and a single goal so let's say we were doing some sales or marketing mm-hmm. or follow up for 45 minutes that's all we're going to do then you give yourself a rest and he used to say, really try and build up to doing two to three jam sessions a day. Mm. And once you put, you know, but I know all these things. It's then yeah, doing them. It's then doing them. I read that book, that Productivity Ninja, and that will basically try to block times where you know you're going to be ultimate, like really <coughs> productive, where you're going to be the most creative, when you're not going to be that creative and that productive, and and trying to work your day around those times because obviously you'll have a you'll have kind of a, a rough. But like between maybe two and four o'clock, uh, we're really productive, and then between four and eight, we're not so. So that's when we don't work. That's when we, we spend some time with family. And oh, do you feel you're the down. best? Fucking hell, at minute. Uh, I'm always best when I'm on my own, me. Like I don't, I don't get stuff done. Like me, when me and you are together, I feel like I'm not very productive. Like, but we get a lot of ideas out. Yeah. But we don't do anything like, on like, them. It's like a brain dump session. Yeah, it's like we do get it out of our heads because we have got a lot of ideas like together, and 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 but putting those things into action takes me to move out of, especially the gym because I feel like whenever I'm in the gym, you're my still, attention's going to be coaching. yeah, my attention's going to be elsewhere, and I can't just mong out. That's why we were talking about Starbucks the other day and how Starbucks have created that third place to. For me, it's not socialising, not like going down to Starbucks and having a chat with someone. I want to go down to Starbucks and get my notepad out and my laptop out and do my best work and go through a list of things. And when I'm on my own like that, and because what I do is uh, I put my earphones in but nothing's playing, so then no one comes up and talks to me because if I see someone that I know, I'll just, they'll understand that I'm busy and they won't probably tap me on the shoulder unless it's someone I haven't seen for years, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like that gets a job done, turning my phone off turn my phone off and put it on mute and just turn it face down and then I know I have like 30 minutes and on productive bit of injury like uh, put your alarm on there's, a, there's apps that you can buy where like a productivity app where you can say I've got 20 minutes to email X amount of people about X whatever it needs to be or put what this app, post on social media I can't remember the name like it's a productivity <laughs> app there's loads of them it's like uh, time to, to do the work or what I don't know what it's called but Basically, you just say, well, 30 minutes time. You could just do it on your your, your alarm. Mm. Look, 30 minutes, right, crack on, let's go. Hey, when 30 minutes is gone, you're done. Once the bell rings, you just move on to your next thing. 
and then you just get your shit done like, like that. Like the jump session. Exactly the same, yeah, exactly the same. Organising your, your day around your most productive times and your least productive. I'm, like, be, I'm better on a night. I were good on a night before, but, Saxon. But, but, yeah. Really good. But then, if you've got a partner... Fucking you, that's what you, I mean. You, you, you kind of... Yeah. That's where you've got to kind of have that conversation Then life sometime. gets, yeah, gets yeah. in the way. Mm-hmm. I feel like if, if I hadn't have met uh, Laura and Saxon, I would be so far in front with business than I am now. Massively. But I would never sacrifice that time with them to for business. It's mm-hmm. not worth that. Just mm-hmm. that they're worth loads more to me than, than business ever will be. But... I would be so far ahead and I sometimes think to myself like I wonder what I'd where I'd be wonder what I'd be doing what do you think you'd be doing still fighting yeah well no, no, no I probably wouldn't because my elbow stop that uh, I don't know I, just, I, I don't know I don't know I wouldn't like to think I, I, I ate sometimes I, me and Laura Laura had a feeling the other day she was just like some of that really upsets me we were just talking in bed and she just said some of that really upsets me is the thought that if anything were to happen to me, Saxon would be without me and he'd be upset and I'd fucking like... So I'd be in context of that? So say if anything were to happen to Laura and she couldn't be here, and then Saxon would be out a mum because he's like a shadow. Okay. Because they spend so much time together and also because <laughs> she's such a good mum to Sax. It's like if Sax wanted to have Laura, it'd be... He'd be heartbroken, do you know what I mean? And it, I don't think there'd ever be any replacing that. Because it's his mum, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I could never fill her boots. She's such a good mum to him. And I just, I don't know if she said it. And I was just like, why are you thinking that? But then then I, I think weird shit. Like if Lord didn't answer her phone for a few hours. Or if I'd messaged her. Uh, I'm like, fucking hell, this all happened. And then I have to go home. I have yeah. to like, because I'm worried that. I, so in, in my head, I create like a scenario where she's slips fucking doing washing or she's got out at shower and hurt her head or something and then Saxon's walk up and he's um, slaves on the floor and I just think fuck that I need to go home and check because she's not going around she used to be like that you were, you were training the other night and you must have had a PT in late and um, she was wondering where you were yeah worried yeah so uh, maybe that's we're a, just dependent on each other aren't we just, yeah. not dependent on each other we're just there, yeah, we just love each other. It's just different. There's a lot of. Do you think you can find the balance? Because you've got that. It's an interesting point. There, People do find. No, but it. I mean, I mean. So, obviously, Laura's on side with with your business. Yeah. Did she you have parts? Hundred percent. Did you have that conversation? That I remember you were telling me one time that when you were going to have to put the first gym, and you're going to have to put those hours in to get it to get first it gym because we were kind of just together. She were all on board with everything, like whatever happened. We weren't that. We were serious when when I first opened the first gym, and she supported hundred percent. But I, I don't. I can't remember the time where we talked about it and said, "Look, I'm going to be at gym loads." But just bear with me. But the second gym definitely went. I said to her, it was like December over to Christmas, and I'd just signed for lease. But before I signed for lease, I messaged. Oh, I didn't message her. We we had a bit of a conversation. Sit down and just said, "Look." If I'm gonna do this, I need your hundred percent support. Uh, it's gonna take at least four to six weeks to get this gym sorted, the unit itself, and then months to get up and running. And, mm. and it's gonna take a lot of my time. And at the minute, we haven't got many coaches, and and it's gonna be a, a real big thing. But I need to do it for me. And she went, 
if this is what you need to do, then I've got your back. Whatever happens, happens, and and we'll do it together. And and, and I'm gonna look after. So she said, just give me Sundays, and I was like, yeah, do that. And a lot of time, I want to hear Sundays. I want to own Sundays over here, and she just understood. And there were days that when I was painting the ceiling, and it took about five six days. Uh, from five in the morning till one o'clock at night. I remember me and Charlie Daly on cherry picker thing up there and just oh, the, yeah. yeah painting our roof trusses and we were just up there till one o'clock in the afternoon one o'clock in the morning and I'd been there since five. I remember one time I had to clean up paint off a cherry picker because we'd got loads of gloss black gloss on it and I had to get this gun wash stuff from Mark who were in our old unit and uh, it were like it's loads worse than paint stripper like mega potent. And I was just there for about two hours just scrubbing it. And I remember just feeling so bad for the rest of the day. Because I'm, yeah, like I was full on poison because I'd been sucking it all up. And I was walked outside and I was just thinking, God, I'm going to be sick. Like I feel awful. Felt so bad that day. I didn't have a mask on the rope. But, uh, what do you think will happen as the sacks get that little bit older? And... Uh, I don't know. With this place, I'm not sure. We've got two more years on this lease in this place. We run it at about, well, I don't want to say, well, we're running at 160, 170 members now. I don't really want to take that many new members on in this place. At the minute, everything's going really well. And I feel like we're just kind of finding a rhythm with the coaching staff and, and everyone's really happy. Mm. There's a few different goals I've got personally uh, away from the business, but the business at the minute, I just want to kind of, Keep putting money in it, keep investing in equipment, keep investing in the members, keep putting social events on for them because, like, with that comp we just had, yeah. we're, we're second to none on it, we're unbelievable. Like, the camaraderie and the, the community spirit and, and everyone just getting together, it was such a nice thing, and anyone there will have seen it, and uh, it was it quality. So, there's no really. I, I want to box again uh, next year at some point. I went to watch Wayne. Obviously, we're on our one of our other podcasts. I went to watch Wayne, and oh, uh, I just go in there and just like fucking hell, I want to fight again. I'd love to be on the in ring. So Wayne's got another show in March. Will Wayne be fighting on that? No, no. Oh, it might be. It might be. So that's so Wayne's Wayne, got like a big announcement to make soon. Does 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 Wayne own like a, a yeah? It's, it's yeah. It's called is it Fox Fox Boxing Promotions. And that's what he puts it, on the event. Well, that's uh, Neil Wayne's and Graham's. Can't remember Graham's. Really? Yeah, Graham Brearley, that's it, yeah. Yeah, Graham Brearley, Neil Wayne, them two own the Fox Box Boxing Promotions, and it's getting a bit of traction now. Because the, the, the cards are second to none. Yeah. And the mint, every time I've been to a show of theirs, I've been to about three now. And every fight's mint, like, every fight's really good. Sometimes, in other shows that I've been to, there's, like, really poor fights either because of late pullouts and then journeymen have come in and those journeymen have just been shit but you can ask like Guy and Wayne and lads that came to box in with us the journeymen who filled in for Neil's show were mint they were funny like they were, they were put on a show and they were good boxing and they were game and it wasn't just like in MMA the journey guys that come through there generally are, they don't they don't really try and there's a big difference whereas the boxing is they professionals? it were unlicensed that what does that mean? Unlicensed boxing is basically an unlicensed organisation, so you don't have to go for any medicals or anything like that. There is a medical, but it's very shitty. Like, I've had a few uh, unlicensed boxing matches, and uh, you just get ticket money. I think there's like a purse. I think I got like two to three hundred quid. 
for the purse and tickets. Five hours ticket sale. All right, so you incentivise to, to go yeah, sell. Yeah, just sell tickets and fill the car. That's like that's why they want they want big set ticket sellers on the card. Like, uh, but there's a, there's often a lot of like ex pros and people that are very close to being pro fighting unlicensed. But when you fight unlicensed and you get your unlicensed license to fight in, and you get that card then often when you're fighting a lot of that shows and you get a big name there and you try to move to pro they don't like it that transfer between unlicensed to pro so because I'll, the pro ranks are different it's see, like you get paid mega bucks for pro when, pro when do you want to fight in, so let do a time frame here so I can figure it out in my head you want to fight in March something like that it depends so on training how, how long would it take you to get ready for a fight like that three months start now mm. four months if I start now does does the layoff is that a big thing? What? I mean, you not competing? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to fight in front of loads of people. My first fight, I just want, I don't want to fight. Which why? Is why? Steady. What, what? So is it just? So even if you could kind of, because I've never been in the in the in the spot. Even if you feel you're firing on all cylinders, inspiring and training, would you still have ring rust on day of the competition? I don't know. It's unknown, isn't it? Because he's fighting this weekend, GSP. Oh, yeah. He's had four years off. But that's off. massive. Like, so he has four years off, and then he's come back to fight for Bell. It's he's mad that he's fighting the it. The pressure he must feel is unbelievable. But he's, everyone deals with it differently. He's Some fight, people he's rise to that. He's fighting in weight class. He's fighting Bisping at middleweight for titles. When is that this weekend? This Saturday. You've got two good uh, fights. You've got that. Bisping and GSP, and you've got um, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. They're like they have like a bit of beef. Yeah, then, yeah, 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 I remember that. They were on the Ultimate Fighter one at times, weren't they? Like a few years yeah. ago, like the, the like two uh, seasons that, ago. That'll that'll make to a good fight. Mm. I think um, Bisping will probably just get taken down if unless he can stuff it. But JSP's wrestling's mint, isn't it? And now he's a bit heavier. He might be a bit mm. more, a bit more explosive than that. I think JSP wrestle fucks him. Is Bisping might. What is it? A title match? So it's like five yeah. rounds. Would that be his plan? You think? Yeah, um, definitely. I wouldn't want to stand with Bisping. He's got like slick hands on it. Shit hot hands. Did shit you watch? Shit did you watch Anthony Joshua's fight? Have you watched it back yet? No, it was poor on it. I don't want to watch a shitty fight again. Um, Somebody I, told me it was shit. I it think was... I think Styles with that were just a bit. He got headbutted in the second round. Bad broke his nose. Who? Yeah, Anthony Joshua. <laughs> he got noted. Awesome. We can get it on here and show you this. But he got <laughs> he got kind of. See if you can see it here. He got headbutted first round. Second round. He's a big lad in here. Oh man, he was big and, and he, he wasn't as tall. He had two stone. There. Where? So you go here. Just want to see a massive swing in a butt. No, like second round, he was like led him with a head. On purpose? Oh, I don't know about that, but. You can always tell. He was in shape, like he. he yeah, looks in shape. Yeah. He'll get a mega payday for it, won't he? Well, he came in late. Oh, that way, won't it? Yeah, he, he came Go in, back. He came in late for that. Who's that? The well, kid. There must be in shape there, unless we looked at his hand. You can't really see it. There. Yeah. Mm. Just. Let me that. Fuck it. Good shit. Like he came time. in. He came in eighteen stone, eight pound. He's getting bigger. He's, he's, he's weighed heavy every single fight on Joshua. He's still growing. Mm. It's massive, isn't it? There. That wet butt. Mm. That's, but it's that nice can to... Put, that can put you off your face. Yeah, of course <laughs> it can, but he'll have trained for that adversity and stuff. That's what I was talking to Annie about. Like, I would give him like maybe five rounds to do on something. I know it's not the same level 
but like still training to fight you. Yeah. I'd give him like five rounds or something to do, and they were really brutal. So, say it's like a two hundred meter sprint with, um, with sled. Yeah. And when we're doing maybe ten, and I'll get him to do ten, and then I'll say right last one, put it all in, and he'll give everything. Wayne, like anyone who knows Wayne, will give ev- absolutely everything, and he will flat out after, still walking, still standing, but he was fucked. And I'm like, right, Wayne, one more. You got 30 seconds. We'll go again. He looked at me, and I was like, this shit will happen in a fight. The adversity that you're experiencing now, two ways you can react to it. You fucking do it, or you moan about it. So you're gonna have to fucking do it anyway. And he was like, that yeah, fucking right, so crack on. It's the ultimate professional, Wayne. Are we? Really, like I love that he didn't never sit down between rounds. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't sit down between rounds. <laughs> he he lives and breathes old school, mate. Like he is the. Why is so in, in in old school? Now he's just that in his head. It's like I'm not tired. I'm not going to sit. Yeah, down. I'm not fucking tired. And he might have had it in his head that he wanted to do that. So if he feels like he can stand up, and that's going to put. I suppose that like, you look if you're looking over there and you sat down, he's like, oh yeah. shit, he stood up. That bam bam kid all fucked. <laughs> didn't really throw a punch in the first two rounds we were just all on track keep at arms away we were he's throwing his bombs but not get hurt third round I think when he had, well, like kind of throw some punches kind of like, he were asking him to throw some punches letting his guard down and coming in really close and kind of not throwing out for a bit so Bam Bam would start to throw which had given him an opening to then put his shots off and get his shots off and it worked because in third round he really did put it on him and I don't think he experienced any ring, ring rust he came on. Getting, but I think that will cost. That will cost. He was trying to find a rhythm with Ambat, because he won't throw in any punches. It were like, oh, I can't really find a rhythm here. I'm trying to make my own rhythm because he, he had no to work with. If a kid's just covering up all the time, he can't really work with that. Mm-hmm. Can he? Can't. But he, he were on. He were on point, man. He was sharp and ready. Really, it's, I'm looking forward to. He's gonna have one before, um, before Christmas. Who is right? Yeah, yeah. Gonna try and get him in before Christmas. We can find a fight, boxing, and then uh, start the next what year. Wait, what are you at that fight? Wait. Yeah. I don't know. He said, he said that you were about twenty. Nine. He said nineteen to twenty stone. So fit for that, isn't he? Yeah, really, really fit, mate. I was really surprised how fit he was. That first session, he came in. We had about ten weeks to go before his fight, and he came in and I pushed him, and I thought, hmm. I don't know. I knew he'd still got it. I mean, you can fucking knock anyone out with that left hook. Uh, and he, and I thought, woof, he's not that fit. But as weeks progressed, he was just getting fitter and fitter and fitter. And it was like, he's, he's going to be unstoppable when he gets in the ring. He was so switched on with it. He'd give it a lot, a lot of the time and sacrifice to that camp. Never, ever shies away from old tough, ever. It's like, he's had a week off last week. And then he'd come in yesterday. Did that with us. You've got to remember, he's like 19 stone. He's a massive bloke. And he's doing all that with mm. what we're giving him mm. to do, and he just does it. And then he loves it as well at the same time. I think you've got to love it, haven't you, when you're, when you're doing something on that scale. Mad. I listened to it back, his podcast, and that, I, li- I really like that bit about the line. Yeah, I, I you, really you, enjoyed you, that you bit. Can, you can put that to anything. Mm. Like everyone's probably going to get to a certain level, but are you going yeah. to go But that before bit? that line, it's for everyone, isn't it? Mm. It's like competitive CrossFit. It's not for everyone, but up until that line, it, it, that is all for everyone. That mm. that's all inclusive. And uh, it it funny like when it, we've been taking a learning difficulties um, class on a Friday at gym, 
I've been taking that and it's one of my favourite class for a week, I love it. And uh, the energy that they give us is just mad. But one of the girls who comes in to support them, she's come down and she's been taking part in the classes. And she joined up as a member last week. And uh, it's like, she will like, come down to her friends, come down, it's not what you expect. And it's like, what do you expect? Like, everything on social media that I put on is always about the normal people at the gym. And because we are all normal, we just do slightly above and beyond what is normally expected, I think. It's just uh, her entry into the classes and the CrossFit membership has been different to a lot of others because they have to pluck that courage up yeah. to come in off that first session, whereas she has had like been involved in her job and it's been a necessity for her to come. And, uh, and now she loves it when she's been, she's addicted. Like, every day she, I've been in, she's been in for a week now. She's been in every night. It's nice to see uh, come in uh, from a different point of view, and she's 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 on about trying to get some of her friends to come from Millennium. So, be nice to see how that works out. But I I've been asking Steve, one of my friends who owns Millennium Care, if he can give me some more classes with those similar mm. type of guys, like the uh, the guys with learning difficulties, because it's such a I feel like it's such a rewarding. I think fitness definitely is is big for them, like that sort of training. Yeah, weight just weight management mainly, yeah. but then. Uh, John and Zoe they both told me like we've been doing this for five weeks now and they love it like it's their favourite bit of week I'm like that's awesome for me too because it's yeah. my favourite bit of week as well yeah. even if I'm feeling down it dumps other week I was a bit ill I've had a bit of an infection and that that class I was like I want to be buzzing for this class and it just pulled me out mm -hmm. the energy that they bring makes me fucking as I as a kite man, I love it when the, when they leave. I just want to talk about them all the time because they're so uh, fun to be around. Some some girls man, they're funny as well and proper fun. How many have we got coming down now? There's about eight to ten in there. Numbers like vary, but there's more and more coming now. So I think they're trying to get as many people down here as possible because they they do work really hard. They're all leaving sweaty. Yeah. And I think the other guys that have been doing the circuits with them have found it hard to get them motivated because I'm trying to make it funner for them, like a more more enjoyable and and just something a bit different. They're, they're really enjoying that part of it. So it's just going to keep me on my toes as well, try to keep them involved and if I can help them like I am doing and continue it and help more and more, it's, it's like a, another box text in it, like this, that's my goal, I just want to help as many people as I can, but those guys probably don't get as much help as they'd like from the right people, do you know what I mean? I wonder why the... Did the council pump a lot of money into... into I think they give, like, a certain amount of money I bet, it's really, I bet it's really, like, person. robotic for them a bit. I bet the, the classes might not be fun. They're doing mundane things. I think if, if they're coming to this environment, it's a little bit different each week, and there's, like... Yeah, you know, I think... Something like you want to do you want Yeah, to there's do private it. money for them. Like, the, the families get a certain X amount of money, and then the, their families will then give X amount of money to Millennium Care per per person uh, and and I think then that money is there divided into whatever activities they're going to do whilst at Millennium Care and their support do you know what I mean mm. but they pay for everything themselves and that it's not like they, they have their own money and they, they have quite a lot because they have nothing really to spend it on mm. uh, some of them like real strange stuff like um, like one of them loves babies and stuff and then the other one loves roller coasters you mean by babies? He likes babies. Ben comes in here. Ben, Ben, he loves it. Loves babies. Saxon came in and he was just like, oh, right, caring just, towards yeah, them. he just loves taking care of kids. Do you know what I mean? He, 
he's obsessed with him. So if he sees a baby in the street, he's like, he wants to like say hello to it and that. Yeah. There's no in it. Do you know what I mean? He's just he just really enjoys taking care of him. I think probably I don't know. He probably just wants to take care of something. Do you know what I mean? If they don't have anything to take care of apart yeah. from themselves, yeah. uh, then they get to take care of a child or even think about it. It's probably nice for him. But uh, but a lot of them have like. Uh, a lot of them have really um, mental, like they have they have a young mental outlook on things, so they're really innocent. Do you know what I mean? And and some because there's, uh, they have that innocent look, like not innocent look, but that innocent outlook on things can often get taken advantage of. They've people. got to yeah, they've got to have support. Do you know what I mean? Because if not, there's people out there that will take uh, take them for granted, and obviously those people need to uh, have a serious word with themselves. But I don't know. It's just cool. If I can, if I can do more and more with that, I'd love it. If anyone hears this and they then they know something that, that I could be doing to help them, especially in our facility, I think that it'd be nice to start doing. I think that. getting awareness is like. I don't want to word this right. It's like I'd never put me. Not that I'm doing it, but it gets me just interacting with them. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's something that they like people some stand off from it, don't they? There is a bit of a, uh, a gap. You know, I don't think you'd. You could say it's discriminating a little bit, almost like you kind of you, mm. you you distance yourself. Social for discrimination against well, well for some guys with learning difficulties because it's like a separate entity. And you yeah. know what it is? It's fear that because fear, they're different. Fear that's it. Yeah. Because they're different, it's fear. And I was quite scared on the first one, but then when they all come in, I was like, "Look at all these guys' race." Yeah. And I loved being around them. I'm probably more similar to them than I am most other people in the world. Do you know what I mean? And it's nice just to have like a carefree outlook on things and. To be around people with that mm. kind of carefree mm. mindset, it gives me like a lease of life. That like. mm. strange and really strange. I imagine supporting them for full time is really hard work. Such an underpaid profession, that as well. Well, I think Steve pays them really well. Does he? Yeah, I lasted it for a while, and, and it, it's not a low, low paid job. I think to do that kind of job, you have to be a caring kind of person. Vocation. My mum's doing it. It's a vocation, isn't it? Yeah, my mum's doing it, but I's doing it now. My dad's working in art. Caring full time and <coughs> yeah, he works in in the in the block where they they do all different activities with them and he goes walking, archery, man, he loves it. He he, he, sweat, he said to me the other day like I'm loving this new job. I can't believe I didn't do it earlier. And obviously he's been in like a, a managerial job where he's been been managing maybe thirty people, <coughs> and uh, and now he's just taking a pay cut, but he's gone for more. Enjoyment. Talked about and it. Now, yeah. And now he just enjoys what he does, and they've downgraded their house, and it's a more simple way to live, and much less stress, and you actually live in life. I think he probably thinks, well, I wish I did on this uh, twenty years ago, but it's what it is. Sometimes it's a longer learning curve than what others get in it. So I've definitely learned recently about taking a step back from business and, and enjoying what you've got outside of the gym. Still struggle with it now, but I'm definitely starting to put what I've had in my head into place and plan to do. But, like, your job's different, isn't it? Because we, we are guy now. It's, it's 100% commission-based mine, so I've got to, I'm like, I have the theory in my head that I'm waking up unemployed every day. I don't have that... Security. You, you, well, I don't think it's even security now because I've built it to a, a decent level. So you but do it, have security with it? But it's like, for me, it's 
potential thing. I might. I mean, it's like. I think if you had a regular job, it's it's using a certain amount of your hours. Same with you. If you if you, if you knew you only had to go nine till five, and that's you, yeah. signed off. Like this is different because yeah, leave it you, at you, work, you can never out. switch off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like you some a small when we were joking about the keys. We're playing on your mind. It's there. You know you. you yeah. It, 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 you won't have that at a, a nine to five. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. you could you could just go home and switch off. Whereas with this, you know, you, you, you can't. But then on the other hand, when my dad was working, uh, doing the managing job, it were like he were bringing that stress home. And well, who does? he was still yeah. bringing that well, stress you, home. You, so you, you get that same nine to five. You you get the same stresses with the self employed job. Where but, it's just, your dad's guaranteed money. Yeah, he knows that it, if he yeah. turns up for this, the stress is going to come with any job I get. I'm not denying that, but yeah. he knows that every single month that will drop X into his money. bank. But then on the other hand, if you're, if you're motivated by money, which nearly absolutely every single person in the world is, yeah. uh, without some people just fucking put a big thing on there, I'm not motivated by money, but you, you definitely are, generally speaking. Without it, you're going to be fucking on your ass. Uh, it's required. It's required. Yeah, you need it. That's what <laughs> everything makes the world you want around, to do. You know I mean? People like, ask for it. Yeah, money allows you to do the things yeah. that will make you happy. Yeah, give you freedom. So, some people have say that that money is not their goal and they're fucking liars. But I think that's an ingrained mentality, though, mate. Yeah, of course. If, if money's told, a bad thing to be thinking not, about. Well, what are you told growing up? Money's the devil. You don't need. You know. Yeah, you know yeah. Only rich. All businessmen are crooks. And yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's inbuilt in us not to want to be successful. When someone asks me in our business, in the gym, and they ask me, why did you start this? Well, I had fuck all when I started. Fuck all. So at the start, it were about making money. Yeah. I just found a tool, which was fitness, that was the only thing I was very good at, that I could use to make more money. But a byproduct of me making money is making people fitter, healthier, and happier. Yeah. So that... For me, it's like I'm on to a win-win. If I can make people fitter, healthier, and happier, and that can be my job, and it pays me a wage, then fucking ace. And that's what we've done. So yeah, going back to that ninety-five thing. If you if you're motivated by money, which we've just discussed, everyone is, then the more you work, the harder you graft for that money. There's no upper limit to where it can stop ever. It can just completely. You can be the next Bill Gates if you're motivated by money that much. You can be that person, mm. but when you're in the nine to five, you're always going to be capped. Yeah, but, but, but then there's a career path which you can build up through. But, so it's but different. I've, I've got some mates who do that, make twenty grand a year, completely happy. But, but, then, but then I've got people who I know who have got loads of money, that really or not living the life that, in my head, I feel I'd want. Yeah, you need you need to have enough money to live the life you want. And I think most people compare all the time. So you, you you should like reverse engineer, well, what does my ideal week look like? Yeah. And then know, you talked about it with your maths today, yeah, yeah. figure out, well, I need this yeah, yeah. to make that to happen. Make this happen. And, 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 and for some people, like you said, with your dad then, it might be, you don't want the stress of where you were working, the aggro, the, the, the well, issues, exactly that, the issues that he had there. So, well, why do, why have I over mortgage? I've got cars and finance. I've got I'm burdened with this every month, so I have to go to that job. Yeah. Why not? Well, yeah. Why buy your car? Me and Chuck's talking about that all the time. Is like just just find out, do what makes you happy because you'll do it well. But then again, like there's another view on it. Whereas 
if 10k is going into your bank per month, you will spend the 10k. Oh, you'll get used to it, mate, yeah. You'll spend you'll spend the money in your bank yeah. at all times. You'll live so, within your means. Yeah. But then you want more and more money. And then, then again, you lose that sight of what is making you happy. Mm. Does that make sense? You don't, like the you don't, you don't need... You don't need... Like, if you, if, if you were to look at what people think you want, it's the clothes, the holidays, the house, the cars... No, I get holidays, no, mate. I get holidays. No, I get experiences. I, don't get, I never begrudge that. Yeah, like I would never. This is my thing. Like I want to go. Like I've got a goals list written down, and my goals is to go on two holidays abroad for a week or time, and then two short breaks in Britain. That's it. This this year just gone. We did it. Next year we'll probably do the same because we're happy with this year. Do you know what I mean? And then, but then maybe to move, move mm. house, go into a bigger a bigger house. But it needs to be a house which is in our means and something that makes us happy. Mm. But then what would make you happy, if we stayed in the house that we've got now, would we be happy? Would you? Yeah. Well, Why move? Yeah, this is my, was my argument. It's <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. you feel you need to be moving. Progressing. Yeah, progressing. Mm, it's fucking strange, but do you need a Merc? No. Company pay but you would still incentive. have that money. No, would true. Yeah, it's incentivised to to do that. But yeah, but, but you wouldn't. You don't need them, eh? Well, you just chose them. There, there were a documentary, and you forget. Like having this conversation, I forgot that I watched it. They were called Minimalists. Yeah, we. Well, I watched it after you told me to watch it. A bit, a bit far fetched. No, but some but of the ideas so good, is like, yeah. do you need the big? That's on Netflix, by the way. If you want to listen to that Minimalist. Do you need the big fucking house and all this? Because all these guys were going from like the big houses downgrading. Well, you, use you, use your house now where you live, right? How many rooms do you spend most of your time in? Well, we only have like four, no, five rooms. Living room, cook your food in kitchen, sleeping bed. Sax's room, bathroom. Yeah, Sax's room, bathroom. But you, you spend. There's, no everything, there's nothing else in our house, that is it. No, but. We have a really big so, garden, so, which is so, the main so, thing so, for us. Alright, so then, then go to. You've now got four extra bedrooms, uh, an extra bathroom, and an extra reception room. How are you going to use it? Mm. Are you? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> well, yeah, because if we have. So this is our idea, like, we've, we've written a list of what we want out of Annex House. We want a dining room, slash kitchen diner, whatever it want to be, but we need somewhere where we can have a meal at a table. Okay. Because I don't want to eat my meals in the in the living room, because I feel like when you're you in the that. living room, you've got the TV, All right. and when you've got a kitchen, especially young kids, you want to be able to interact with them did whilst you, eating Did kids. you eat with your parents at dinner when you were young? Uh, I can't remember. I'm fucking shit with memory and stuff, but I think I think we did for a bit. And I think we went back to the table. I think it like kind of changed. But I remember certain days. I think it was like Sundays we we at a table. And <coughs> I like that. And I think that we should do that more often. Like when we have this, when we get this new house, if it's well, we'll have a, a dining room, and we'll definitely use that every day. I do not want to be sat in front of the TV and watch TV. Like I watch like an hour of TV per day. That's it. That's all I limited myself yeah. to. And that's always with Laura. And it's always something which we both want to watch, like Apprentice, Dragon's Den. That Stranger Things and all that, some Vikings and all that sort of shit. We'll watch one hour and then we'll just go to bed. And that's enough for me. Or we'll just go to bed and talk. Uh, and then the, the garden again. So I want somewhere for Saxon and if you have more kids, I want them yeah. to, I want them to be able to run around and, and be outdoors and have somewhere where they can just go for a walk with us. Do you know what I mean? And then the extra rooms come in handy when guests yeah well not so much that but when we when we have more kids alright I'm planning on three to four kids you know what I mean at least drive yeah well I need someone to run gin don't I so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But if I, well, no, if so you've got more kids that, on the way. That, that sounds like you've been that. you've been smart there. So you know you you you're getting a base like you know you're building a a den that you want. Yeah. Well, Craig, the financial advisor, Ladu comes in here talking to him about mortgages, and he said to me, because uh, I, I, like the, the price of the houses that I've been looking at are quite high, and I'm like fucking hell. And then I feel pressured there, like immediately before I've even signed for anything. I'm feeling that pressure, and I'm like, oh, and I just like fuck. Yeah. This is a lot. These, this is going to be mortgage, and that's going to be constant. If the gym's not doing well, then I need to make sure that I'm making that payment. And I'm like, well, then, then again, we like looking at with those high demands, I will meet them, whatever it is. Like if if we take a bigger unit on, I will fill it. The bigger the unit, the more I put in. It's not like you, you, you rise to your goals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if my goal is to make my mortgage payment, I'll rise to it and make it happen. Uh, but then he, he just asked me a question when I asked, when I said this to him, like, I'm panicking here. This is a lot of money. What are you thinking? What do you think that I should do? And I'm, like, looking for a bit of a... Uh, some some inspirational words to help me with this, this kind of dealing with it, the money that was going to be passed. And he went... Uh, he just said, why are, you, why are you moving? And they were like, well, this, this, and this. And there were like legitimate reasons of why we needed to move. It wasn't like a want. We needed to move. And then he just went, well, as long as it's not because your last one's a nice house or you're keeping up with fucking... Jones's yeah, mentality. Blah, 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 next door. Or does that make sense? Or like your family are pushing you towards it and they saying that you need a four bed and this is just what I think I should do. Yeah. Then he were like, well, you, you're doing it for the right reasons then, but I, I have mortgage advisory, um, sit downs with people and, and they don't know why they're moving or the reasons why they have got is uh, fucking stupid. Mm. Like keeping up with Jones or whatever mm. because I want to. Mm. It's like, that, do you know what I mean? Uh, because I said that, he was like, well, that's fine. Yeah, you're doing it for the right reasons there. I understand and you'll, you'll make it happen no matter what, I'm sure. And, Oh, mm, it's good. I, I can't, I'm looking forward to moving, man. Nice. Like I love the house that we live in at the minute, but uh, it would be nice to have a bit more space. It's quite tight, man. But it's a lovely house and it's a lovely location. We'll move. We'll probably make money on what we've bought. Well, that that, that is always the perk in it with the property. Like there's an asset there. It's like Cardone mm. brand. Like I still don't own my own, but it's like his his philosophy has been. And I'm reading a lot about this in a minute. Rent where you live, and own what you let. He's he's never owned where he's lived. He's always right. he's got reasons for that. Like you haven't got to maintain the property. You know you've got you, you know. But and but why you, wouldn't you want to maintain your own property? No no no. I get it. But his his thing is free. You you you're in a different position to me. He he he's more freedom of movement. Yeah. Wait. If something happens, you know. Let's say. To, yeah, say that state goes tits up, blah blah. He wants to move. Okay, move. Yeah, yeah. Weather changes. He fucking hates it. Yeah, and, and 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 where he lives, it's kind of. He'll he'll justify it in terms of right. Let's say the rent's a thousand pound on the property. Is it worth a thousand pound for me to live here with the freedom with my family? Absolutely. Well, I make that rent, but what I buy is what I'm letting out. Do you know what I'm saying? The the house that you might purchase might not always be a smart business idea. You said you're probably gonna have some money in your house yeah. but he'll be looking at like the things that he buys personally it's for business so like he'll buy he buys multi-families like apartment yeah. complexes and 
And, and yeah, and like I'm not sure about that if I'm honest. Like he's made millions on his own. Well, he's, he's, really he, he, he's in the states, like, and and, and Glenn don't advise that. He, he he says that's probably the, not the. I don't think so. I think, like, in an ideal world, for us, I would have been able to save enough money for the bigger house I wanted to move into, and then also let let the one that I purchased now because I would really like to keep this house in family. Yeah. But looking at that to save the amount of money for a deposit that I would yeah. need for that would yeah. take me at least a year yeah. if not more on my own and then again the letting the letting laws that are coming up now they're making it so hard to let houses why is that? I don't know they've just changed all the laws like the tax implications on the money that you're, you're making via letting the, uh, the second house taxes mm. I just it just seems like everyone I've spoke to like well I'm getting out of the property market now I'm trying to get rid of my houses and sell them they're making it a really poor shit like thing to be doing now in Britain uh, I'm sure there's people that are doing really well out of it but I don't really know enough about it and it's not another thing that I want to have to be list of things to do do you know what I mean I'd rather just sell my house move into the house that I want to I don't want to move again after this one I just want to move and then that'd be it and I want my family to grow up in the house and then uh, and then I want I want to try and buy sensibly make X amount of money on this house when I do come to sell it when me and Laura uh, when I want to stop working and when Laura wants to kind of oh she, she stop being a mum and then once we do that we can just downgrade I, w- I just want to travel for a long time like I, I don't know how Laura will do it with the connection with the kids and all that like obviously we'll have three to four kids by then hopefully man that's that's good I can't wait man it'd be ace when you have one I think you just can't keep going with them but uh, uh, thinking about them being older it's going to be awesome but then moving maybe to Australia or moving to Spain somewhere downgrading having like a load steadier way of life but then again you're drawn away from your kids there so mm. it's like what do you do I'm looking at an Oslo Priory. They do like um, I went to caravan. Look, I went to look, mate. Yeah, yeah. The you can you can live there, it, like the top spec ones between seventeen hundred grand. You can live there eleven months of the year. And, it's and then chill. you just gr- we, should, we should just go look at it. Like see if you like. You'll never know the feel that you've got for someone until you go do it. And like that's always been my biggest fear. That I'm just gonna settle, man. I don't think I want to live around here. Fuck, like. The, but the then duration. you won't go to Dubai for a year and do that, so you can't Dubai don't interest me. Why? Europe does, and night. I don't. I don't want. I don't. I, I honestly don't, think if they flew got a job offer in fucking Sweden or wherever, you won't go still. I think you just they like here. I'm trying shit. I don't think you would. I don't think you're trying shit. I think you like the idea of doing it, but then when push comes to shove, you won't do it. Yeah. Because if not, you would have gone and experienced Dubai. It's it's scary that. Up in Roops and going somewhere, and you've got a business here, and you've got all your yeah. friends here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a big, big, massive step, but I don't know. What do you think? What do you think to that? Why, why wouldn't you go to Dubai? What, what does interest you about it? Um, it's like the most exciting place at the I, minute. I don't think it is to, to grow a business. Yes, mate. It's, that's why everyone's we, we, going we, there. We've just opened an office there as well, so it would be probably easy for me to grow it there. There's actually the framework in it up and done. Like there's hubs there. So. Mm. Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. <laughs> Mate, we've been speaking for an hour and fifteen. Okay, we'll, uh, yeah, done. We'll call it a day there. Yeah, man.
See ya. Now, because I, I just really, have this, I just I really have this trim. I really am rocking a full tash. No, but I have got a tash, but this needs to get bigger and thicker now. If I leave that for another month.